Welcome to the Comic Anthem Show, episode 12. I'm joined here with my man Freddie. How are you doing, Fred? I'm well. How are you? Yes, I'm, I'm positive. Fantastic. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Good. Glad, glad to hear it. I've had actually, I said my brace last week was being very, a, a particularly dry brace. Um, I'm conscious I've probably got blood over my mouth like I mean uh, I've had, I've no, had you're a tooth right. removed yeah. what they've done is they put like a fake tooth in the uh, in the bottom of the plastic tray so it looks like they've got less of a gap this little uh, oh yeah I see it yeah, yeah. car crushing it's like someone just punched me in the mouth <laughs> it's weird the guy had this like needle and it was like the longest needle ever in the world I'm not, I'm not bothered by needles but um, and I don't actively hunt them out but it was, it was a really long needle but they have to because they're trying to get to that point from a high angle because he's leaning over you and he was like just doing the, the anaesthetic really slowly and I was just like oh can you hurry up and then then he did the other side as well and I felt like I had a stroke oh was it um, wasn't a nice face. kind of anaesthetic no it was weird because I was trying to talk and then my bit of my tongue had picked up the because they put cream in there as well like yeah. a gel and so the front of my tongue had gone numb so there was a point where I, I thought I was about to choke on my own tongue <laughs> <laughs> talking about strokes we're actually covering that today yeah we have we've got a few we've got a few topics to get through so first of all we're going to talk about the American Stroke Association which is riveting stuff yeah <laughs> um, there was a, a really sad story about um, a baby uh, exposed to some liquid nicotine we'll talk about that one as well yeah um, there was a poor chap who died Using his using his Mac. Do we know his social status? When you say he's poor, do we know his poor? No, he's in like oh, poor, oh, poor he's guy. Dead. He's gone and gone. Did it die? Did it die? So was that, and then the we spoke about him last week. The Freedom, uh, the Foundation for a Smoke Free World. Uh, they've had some backlash from their from their letter they wrote to the WHO. So we'll talk about that. Excellent. Uh, it reminds we, me of the. Um, you know Monty Python where they've got the People's Front of Judea? Yeah. No. Like, no, 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 no. We're the, we're the, uh, we're Judean, the Judean People's Front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're not the Federation of the Smoke-Free World. We're the world no. for the Smoke-Free Federation. Yeah, sadly their letter is not as comical, okay. which is a shame, but never mind. And then we've got um, Fahim. Yeah, that's... that's um, so we did a... Uh, just cut you down there, sorry about that. No, you go on, you yeah, did um, So too. we've had... Um, Part of the podcast this week, we've got Founder Stories, part two. We've got Fahim from Panzer part three, actually. We've had uh, Doozy and Brinnies. Um, those guys from IBG have, uh, have come on, and we've got a really cool interview to, to air on that as well. It's quite interesting to hear mm. how their business came to be, where it is. There's a great line in there, which I love, um, which is the from a side hustle, from a hobby to a side hustle, to a multi-million pound business. Yeah, lovely guy um, as well. Yeah, he didn't even know we were recording when he, he said that, so that was a cracking on so uh, without further ado let's go on with the first one so the American Stroke Association have um, said that there's, there's there's almost like a ticking time bomb of um, people who are going to have coronary conditions um, due to vaping um, but the, I mean it's it's one of these things where it, there's there's clearly not enough Data at all to, to make not, to make there's these not sort enough of claims. data to know whether or not uh, a caramel flavored e-liquid is safe yet. Exactly. Let alone know whether or not you've got the. Do you know anyone who's had a stroke under the age of fifty? No. So I that's do not. fifty years of life living. Yeah. Vapes been around 10, 12 years in, on mass market scale, probably about six, seven years. Yeah. How on earth? Can they draw any inferences? Is it almost like they've gone around to see all the people that have had strokes and gone, oh, do you do you vape? And a couple of them have gone, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to be healthier, I've quit smoking. 
Oh, that oh, right, there we go. Can cause that. Yeah. I can't even imagine they're just going around to like bodies at the scene of, uh, of, of deaths. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the, the one upside of having lost both my parents, I can be, I can, I can quite uh, execute dark humour without. Oh, that's really sad. People lose their parents. I lost both mine. Um, but they just go around and they just fill the pockets and they go. Oh, he's got a, he's got a smock alien. Oh. There. <laughs> that's what did him. That's what did him. Was a smock alien got him. It's you know it's just. You, you come up with a really good point earlier on. Um, the hundred uh, percent of people who drink water will die. They will. That is a fact. That is a. Um, you can. You can count on that one. It's just. I don't know how they can draw any conclusions. No. If if I'm honest, it sounds like um, when I when I was reading this, it sounds like there's it's they've just looked at him and gone right. It's causation and correlation, isn't it? There's a, there's a big difference. Is it perhaps that um, people who smoked, it's usually from sort of economically de- deprived areas and things like that. Yeah. So they, they have a higher sort of proportion of people who smoke. So is it then that they also have other unhealthy lifestyle choices? That's exactly. Which are then cause strokes. And it's just like, it, it doesn't really... Well, so the, we put a video out for this, so we... They, um, the Daily Mail, you know, all their incredible journalistic yeah. wisdom. The article was 70, you have a 70% increased risk of having a heart attack or a stroke if you vape. But they didn't draw any context as to 70% more than who. Yeah. You know, 70% more than, than a smoker, yeah? No, of course it's not. 70% more than a non-smoker, that's, that's what they should have been. They should have been more complete with their data. But the actual uh, statistics show that you are 300 to 450% more likely to have a heart attack or a stroke than a non-smoker if, if you smoke. So if the fact is that they say vapors have a 70% higher incidence of strokes and, and heart attack than a non-smoker, well then that shows a massive reduction. That shows a huge reduction. It shows you are, rather than being you know, three or four times more likely to have a heart attack mm. or a stroke if you, if you smoke, you're 0.7 times, you're 70% more likely, so you're less than one time more likely to have a heart attack if you vape. That just seems like a good thing. I mm. mean, yes, of course, there's still going to have people who, you know, you know, there's still a higher risk of heart attack, potentially based on if that study is correct, but that's way, way less than smoking. It's harm reduction is what this was all about in the first yeah. place. I just, I always, you know, I look at these things, and I'm really tempted to write, do more. I, I, get, I see the articles, you know, I message you, and I go, oh, I could do a video on this. Because I think there's so many people who run vape shops who get hit with these kind of comments and questions on a daily basis. And it's probably good to know the right, the right things to come back at, but you know, there is no evidence to suggest that... It, I think what they based it on was it to do with the fact there was a vasoconstrictor or vasoconstrictor or something, the nicotine aspect. Of it. Yeah. And nicotine's a stimulant. Um, but then there's... You could say the same for coffee as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's all about how you frame the statistics. You could, you could look at those statistics and you could frame them... Completely differently, and it would and it would give it a, a positive spin. Yeah. Like, have, you, have you seen the thing where um, was there, there was a psychologist, um, something aimed to Versky, and he did um, basically he did this this study where they got um, um, what's his name again? Aimed to Versky, Is that two words or one word? To Versky is one is one word. Okay. Um, confident. <laughs> yeah. And basically, what they, what they did is they did a study where um, they had um, cancer patients, and they said, "Okay, we this either sort of chemotherapy or the surgery." And they said, "Right, with well, the, the surgery, you've got a ninety percent chance of, of living." And everyone was like, "Yeah, great." But then when they said, "Okay, well, there's a ten percent chance we'll die," everyone was like, "No, no, I don't want that." 
and it's but it's the, exactly the same. But the way you frame a statistic completely changes. That's really true, isn't it? The whole spin on it. Ten percent chance you can die. From yeah. Oh God. There's a nine percent chance you can survive. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the way you frame it completely changes the, the, what you're actually saying. So yeah, it, it, to, to be honest, it doesn't. Um, the um, there was a, there was also an, another line when I was reading about this uh, American Stroke Association, and it, this made me laugh. And it was basically saying that um, people who use um, asthma inhalers are. Um, Hundred percent more likely to have asthma, and, yeah. that. and it's just the, the same vapes, thing. Yeah, yeah it was really pretty fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, and then the, I think that's all for for that one. Really, I think we've wrapped that one up. Yeah, it's just um, I think I wanted to talk about it because I think for those people who, who who get asked those questions, yeah. it's useful to, especially if we try and push this a bit to be podcast. If, it, just some of these things are nonsense. We know they're nonsense. Um, you've got to be open-minded to the fact that there could be dangerous to things that we do, but. The statistic, and they don't put that statistic in the same breath. They're looking at it from a perspective going, right, you've never smoked before, you've taken on vapor as a hobby, because I've read an article in a paper that says kids are dueling now. Yeah. That's kind of how they've approached that, rather than going, actually, but taking it into a broader perspective, you have a much, much lower chance of having a heart attack stroke than if you were a smoker. That's how, that's where the statistics should be, the statistics should be looking at. Um, and that, it's frustrating because that makes people have this perception, as I said in my video recently, is that the inference is personal when you read an article and it hasn't got the full details in there. You have a smoker reading going, ah, oh, I said, see, I said smoking yeah. was more dangerous, sorry, vaping was more dangerous than smoking. And it's like, no, you're wrong. And this article's wrong written as well. Wrong written. It's, you know, it's, it's a, is it a mistruth or is it, or a, when it's a phrase, when it's an untruth or when it's, yeah. it's not particularly accurate. And there is a, that statistic that says 30% of smokers when asked why they haven't used vaping yet, it's because they felt the vaping was more dangerous. It's like, you're mental, but I understand if you absorb everything you read in the media, why you have that perspective. And that's the real danger of those articles, because they are dangerous. They're, they're furthering this idea that vaping's more harmful than smoking. And so they go, oh, see, I could have a heart attack yeah. or a stroke. It's like, no, but you are, can have a heart attack or a stroke from smoking, and you're much more likely to do that. Do this, and it's reduced. Then the next stage is bin that off as well. Mm. And it just really doesn't surprise me that when you see when you see that study where it says thirty percent of people wouldn't try vaping because they thought it was more dangerous, and it's because when you, how people actually consume news these days, it's usually through their through their news, news feed yeah. on Facebook and like that. And these a lot of these articles you see pop up, and there's there's no accountability, there's no credibility. Read the headline. Yeah, exactly. Just scroll through, maybe look at the comment section for a giggle, and then that's it. Move on. Yeah. And that's it, it, it is is bad. It's, uh, it's clickbaity, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I've mentioned this before. I saw someone once say, oh, I read the media. They said, where'd you get your news from? They went, YouTube and Facebook. Hmm. And that is it. That's why. Yeah. Topic two. Topic two. And this was the uh, the baby that was a uh, nicotine yeah. gate. And this is the thing. Is I didn't want to do this. I said, no, it's, it's rough. I didn't want to do this as a video, like as a slam down, because I thought it wasn't. You know that Piers Morgan and Ben Shapiro interview. With yes, like, I do. That standing one. on the grave of babies. Like, yeah. How dare you? And I didn't want to be Piers Morgan or Ben Shapiro. I don't know which one I didn't want to be. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> I get no platform. <laughs> Deplatformed. Um, yeah. I mean, let's talk about this one. Um, the article the coroner said explicitly, and so if anyone gets asked this question on the podcast, the coroner said explicitly, well, he explicitly refused to give out information in too much detail. That's what the article says. The coroner refused to re reveal too much detail other than the fact that it was 
liquid nicotine. Didn't say it was e-liquid nicotine. No. And the papers have gone, oh, e-liquid nicotine's used in e-cigarette products, killing a baby. It's like, right. So Australia has some of the most toughest restrictions on, on e-liquids in the world. You can't buy nicotine, basically. So if the idea is go, let's ban e-cigarettes, people can die from it. Well, they have banned it, and people have died from it. Yeah. I don't know of a baby in the UK that's drunk e-liquid nicotine or liquid nicotine and died. I'm sure in the past 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years, where liquid nicotine has been available for an awful long time, way before e-cigarettes, um, might, might have happened. But this is the thing, and this, this article again, they, they jumped straight on this and gone, oh, and I do wonder partly, is this because it's behavioral? I do wonder whether or not how much um, AI goes into some of these articles. So do they, just as a business would have AI that tweaks a message in an email shot or email campaign, is the news article tweaked as well? I mean, I know, I mean, that's it, it comes through, if you type into Google News, it comes up, but it's what we find on our feed, so that's just waffle. But the, um, the idea that a child drinking liquid nicotine has got any relationship to an e-liquid necessarily, yeah. and as you said yourself, I mean, you, you were talking about Chinese liquid nicotine. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, I think this is when you, the, the problem when you have a, uh, a black market for products where you can't get nicotine legally in um, in, in Australia, so you're never going to find the availability to find it in unsafe strengths is a lot higher. Where, where the close proximity to China, an awful lot of nicotine that comes out of there is like super high strength. I mean, as a, as a manufacturer in the UK, the, the most common strength of nicotine that you'll get to, to work with is like your base ingredients, like 72 milligram. Right. And then you commonly see in China like 100 milligram, 150, right. even a thousand milligram sort of strength concentration. Is that easy to buy if you, if you want to buy in? Oh, completely, yeah. You could, I mean, you could go today onto, um, go onto a, into a Chinese lab, find them through um, DHgate or Alibaba or something like that. In there. Yeah, you just go through your inbox yeah. um, and you'll find them and they'll ship it to you. You may not get it, it may not land um, through customs unless they put something funny on the form. But it's, it is, it's definitely available. And that's what I, that's my worry is that, and that probably explains why people will get hurt when you, when you don't have the adequate regulation in place is that then you have this black market people are importing or trying to get, get their hands on unsafe products and then unsafe things happen there isn't a single credible shop in the UK where you could probably buy 17 milligrams of nicotine no nobody sells it um well, I've seen it anyway. yeah and I'm sure, I'm sure the people do have it yeah. I heard it's people doing it but you're not going to walk into one of our stores you're not going to walk into an e-cig wizard or wherever and, 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 and get that over the counter no and, but again these articles paint the picture that e-liquid's dangerous oh I could better not leave my three milligram you know, smuggling berries or whatever lying around because my child drinks it drinks a dip of it then he's uh, he's gone for a burton yeah you puke it all up you've got to think do, okay so there's someone here who's been hugely irresponsible has purchased um, liquid nicotine for whatever yeah. reason we don't know the, co the coroner explicitly said he wouldn't say which is interesting because if the coroner wanted to be you know create scare tactics yeah. he'd have gone oh God knows what the reason is. Yeah. Um, but the papers have had a field day and they decided to add their own ending mm -hmm. to that story. And, it, that, that, and it's sad because it's a, it's a difficult one to have a conversation about because people go, well, it's a baby dying, it's terrible. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's hard to, well, if, if it's liquid nicotine, yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. If it's an e-liquid, if 
fine, to be yeah. honest. Um, I kind of think I should bring my baby on the show and just... Uh, <laughs> There you go, George. Here you happy go. There you go. Happy to test it on my own children. Sweet tobacco, yeah. 12 milligram. This is the bit where I, uh, <laughs> I get no platforms. It's uh, more nonsense. Not nonsense, yeah. but you know, sort of dive. It's just no. how newspapers can run that story again. Um, I mean, you're not going to get those products and there's no information on it. And it's, it's really hard to... Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, look, we don't, we don't know that is what has happened. But with the current state of the, re- of the regulation out there, it's completely... It's, it's not feasible that that could happen. It highlights really the danger of over over restrictive regulation. Yeah. You well, ban stuff. You don't change. This is like the whole drug dealing situation in, yeah. in anywhere in the world. I mean, the war on drugs has been lost. Yeah. It was lost long ago. It was lost long before the CIA started allowing shipments of drugs to go back into America. But it's lost because you can't get rid of demand. Mm. You can't uninvent demand. It's like nuclear weapons, isn't it? You can't uninvent a nuclear weapon. And with, with drugs or with any product, consumer products, and I don't want to declare this to drugs, as a bad way to go, but there's demand there. People would rather vape than smoke in certain countries and certain places. It saves them money, unless you're going to go crazy and spend silly money, but the demand's there. Cutting off supply, on, in, you know, legally, is yeah. what we're going to do. It's not going to stop supply elsewhere. No. And it just sort of further highlights what we spoke about last week. Even liquids that were supposed to be nicotine-free we're containing nicotine in, in liquids that were tested in Australia yeah. and it's because that there is this the, the regulation there isn't regulation about making yeah. high quality products yeah. which would be a really great thing to do make high quality products yeah. you know, we'll sign them off pay, pay your licence fee we'll test them and we can sell them in your shops and then we have a nice controlled marketplace where we earn revenue from no 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 we're going to pretend nothing's happening yep it's uh, backwards yeah very backwards um, um, so Swiftly on to the next one. So this was the uh, the previously referenced poor chap who died. Oh, the poor chap, the guy, the, poor uh, chap. the economically restricted uh, individual. <laughs> right, this one I think is a Bad bit dodgy. Talking. Right, yeah. I mean, look, again, I'm not going to deny that someone's had their face blown off. Um, so there are a few points I wrote down with these. Apparently, he never vaped before in his life. He had a mech mod. Uh, and if he had a mech mod that went off like that, I would assume he's probably got a... Um, a rebuildable top. Yeah. I don't know anyone who's never vaped before has one and has built a coil on themselves. No. You can go, okay, well, the guy in the shop built it for me, but I'd be pretty surprised. I mean, there are people out there who do it. You do see these un- unscrupulous shops that, that will do that, but any any responsible shop that is still around, really, is, is I'm not doing that. And the, the amount of times that we as a, as a business will invariably sort of talk ourselves out of a sale because we have. We don't want to sell something. You don't want to be the pain of the, the shop. In the, the, the shop itself said, "No, we've never sold him that." Yeah. And like, does the shop deny something? They would probably do that if you blow someone's face. But I'm sure they, you know, they probably looks at it and they have to be able to prove. If they've got that product in stock, then they can. Uh, but I mean, it's it's not your general. I mean, as soon as someone goes, "I've never vaped before," wait, well, he didn't say that because apparently he's had his head blown off. But um, his nan said it. His, his nan oh, yes, said, his, "Oh yeah. yeah." His nan said he's a nice boy. <laughs> I never expected that from my neighbour. <laughs> I just thought he wanted to teach my children how to play piano. <laughs> uh, I don't buy for a second. He was, he's never vaped before if he's got a mech device, right? So, and it's, it's quite widely known the risks of those things. Um, not to say he hasn't been missold. What I thought was really, really strange about the whole thing was the fact that his nan, his grandma goes, his grandma had to crawl through the bloodstained car to get forensic information. I just thought, no. 
That no. doesn't happen no, anywhere doesn't in the happen. world where you have to, um, oh, to crawl through the, uh, the corpses in my flat after there'd been a massacre <laughs> to get the information from the police. No, the police and the fire brigade would generally do that. Particularly in America, the fire service are going to go in there and they're going to do a forensic investigation to see whether or not that product's safe. You, that doesn't make sense. The fact that what, someone's, someone's blown their face up in a car, is covered in blood, is left there, and the nan's crawling through and find it. She knows what to look for, does she? She knows all the she's right Yeah, she's, you know, I mean, what the article perhaps should have said that she's been working for the, the fire department for the last yeah. 30 years and she's a chief forensic, chief forensics officer. Maybe she just didn't call the police the fire brigade. Maybe she was just like, I don't want to bother him. Maybe she shot him in the face. They got loads on. I'll, I'll sort this out. But, that? but what's the, what do you think is the... the and the other one was the fact that he, it, it, it ruptured his carotid artery and it took two days to die. Usually when you get to that point, you've had a blood transfusion and you either you bleed out pretty quickly. Yeah, it's game over really, yeah, isn't that's, it? You know, that's, how the, that's how ISIS kill people. You know, <laughs> covering a lot of ground here, really. <laughs> yeah. Dodgy neighbours, <laughs> dodgy music tutors, not saying all music tutors are nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but that's how ISIS and Al-Qaeda kill people. I saying this like really excited to the camera. Um, that, you know, you slip the carotid artery, it's how you kill a pig. It bleeds out. You know, and in his car with his face had been blown off, I'm surprised it took two days to die. Yeah, I'm not a long saying time. that that's, that that isn't the case and that can happen. I'm sure it can, but there's just a number of things that start to look a bit weird. Bit of an agenda, perhaps. Which is whether or not like, and then you there's a picture of the guy and I'm thinking, who is this bloke? Like, where is he on? Like, there's, there's the, I pointed the one out to you earlier on about how the papers made out some guy's vape exploded, and it turned out he actually had like meningitis, and it was yeah. he's been Snopes have knocked it back, but it was going around the news. Man face blows up, dies because of explosion, and it was nothing to do with vaping. Yeah, um, but it's that was circulating loads in all the papers, like the, all the papers, all of the papers, all of them. Daily Mail, Daily yeah. Mail, the Sun, the Star. Oh, so we saw the other day that um, Daily Mail have officially been flagged by um, Microsoft. News. Yeah, fake news. Yeah, yes. so Microsoft with their um, web browser Edge, Microsoft Edge, they have a filter on there. So if you're on like an untrustworthy news source, it goes, oh no, probably pinch of salt on this one, boys. And they've done that with the the Daily Mail. They flagged them. Apparently, they put up some. The Daily Mail responded. Oh, I haven't read it yet, but. It's quite funny. Uh, I need to see this actually because I, I know one of the things they said was it's sort of accountability, didn't it? It's accuracy. Yes. Yeah. So accuracy and accountability is is is, is like, are they do they if they do make a mistake are they do they? Oh, and they accuse them of plagiarism. Oh, did they? Nicking articles. Yeah, they're nicking articles from Australia, which is interesting. So they um, there is a tool actually called Word Spinner. Um, or a, a type of tool called a word spinner. So say, for example, you wrote a blog yep. from your business. You go, here's a little tip, businesses out here. <laughs> I had to get some content. If you had a, um, oh, we've got, sorry, we've got the article here, actually. We'll go for that in a second about the edge thing. I'll give it to Fred, Fred, you can talk about it. Nice. But a word spinner, what a word spinner is, is say you've written a blog on your website. Yeah. I need some blog content. So rather than coming up with some creative ideas, I run a business, I don't run a business like this, but imagine I run a business that just nicked other people's ideas. Leave that one out there. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I nicked your blog article, right? Sure. Now, if I just copy your blog exactly as it is, it'll be duplicate content, and you'll have the higher canonical relevance, whatever, you'll, you'll still be there. Um, and I'll get marked down on Google just for nicking the article plagiarism. So what you do is you put the same article into a word spinner, and it, it finds um, semantically linked words. Because so yeah. you put vape, you put e-sig, you know, if you change the number of words, but change it, it change it structurally enough that it's a different article. Header, title, description, yada, yada. 
and that's what Daily Mail have been using. And I think that's why they have so many spelling errors as well, um, because they're using it from different regions, mm. and it's just tra- it's, it's, they're doing it in foreign languages, so they're translating as well. Yeah. And it's just a mess. There's no way a credible journalist is sitting there writing those articles on a you know on a typewriter and going, oh, not expecting me to use a typewriter. No. <laughs> I expect my journalism to be on a typewriter. <laughs> But there's Ooh, it's just, just left, right, and centre. It's getting to unlock it. He's, he's unlocked his phone's locked, is it? That's too. There you go. There's the article. Too focused on the uh, on so the conversation. It, what's it saying? Yeah, so basically, it is just saying um, that yeah, that uh, Microsoft are warning users not to trust content from the Daily Mail um, as part of their attempt to uh, spread to fight the attempt of uh, some fake news. Get rid of all the fake news. Um, so yeah, it just comes up when you're on when you're on the Daily Mail. Um, you get a little little. Icon saying, no, no, probably not. Probably not. Probably nonsense. Probably made up. <laughs> probably made up. It's just the fact they'll do Monday, they'll do breaking news, vaping will make you blow your head off. Tuesday, vaping's been shown to help people reduce the risk yes. of smoking. Wednesday, so vaping killed my baby. Did you see, that was the, because um, again, you, you did another video in the week about um, another bit of. Popcorn lung. Bit of Daily Mail journalism. I think that was the Sun, the popcorn lung. No, no, the um, the other one, the um, CBD one. Oh, the CBD. And again, the shelves, yeah. can't really seem to back it up or find any information Still about no. it. And the, someone, I have seen a few. Some, some someone. I'm waffling now. I'm stuttering like a, a stuttering man. <laughs> stutter, stutter, stutter. Um, someone copied me a link on UK Bake Deals. Thank you for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so showing me the European Food Standards Agency article. Um, but it talks about what they've been talking about for a while, um, and we spoke to George Cruz, the England, yeah. England plan, or, uh, George, um, we asked him about his take on it, and this, I think it goes back just to the novel food situation anyway, with, with CBD isolates, um, where, yeah, CBD isolate is a, is a novel food, therefore it can only be in e-liquids and can't be used in a drop oil. Um, but as we understand it, we think that for those companies out there who are worried about this, if you put a novel food application in, you can continue to sell it in the meantime. Mm. Uh, we do need to double check that, but that's something that we've come across today. Yeah. Um, the um, And the other thing is, I'll put another video out, I'm just going to keep shouting out our Vapor Juice TV videos. Check them out, some useful content there if you want some ideas of what to talk about to your customers when they bring up these topics. Um, they they said, I don't know who they, they is. The collective. Um, they, I said, there's no they actually. I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's, I'm you. it's you. It's you actually, you're the, you're the, you're the they. I'm the, um, but we've got nicotine in 6mg in big bottles, it's banned, isn't it? Can't mm-hmm. have 50ml 6mg e-liquid, can't have a, can't have a nicotine higher than, than 10ml. Yeah. So what we do, nick shots. So what's the workaround here with CBD? CBD shots. CBD shots. Yeah, you just get a bottle of 10 mil, you know, olive oil, hemp seed oil, MCT oil. That's not a novel food. You can sell that. Yep. And you then sell a bottle of raw form, you know, 500 milligram. Flavoured. Yeah, 1,000 milligram, whatever, um, distillate. Or you can do isolate as well. Yeah. Uh, and then they can buy that and just pour it in, shake it up like a Polaroid pitcher. And, uh, and it's always a way around. Yeah, that's the workaround, isn't it, I think. I'd, I'd say so. Cool, so that's um, Daily Mail slammed. Um, next one is the. Front of Judea. <laughs> yeah, yes. Go on. So the. Um, God, the Foundation for a Smoke Free World. Um, so we spoke about it last week. They sent letters to the World Health Organization saying, oh, we've got some, some useful information. We should probably get some, um, some member states involved in it. Um, and now they've, there's, um, a letter has gone back to the World Health Organization from a group of like eight professionals in, in health and, and well-being and they've said, 
please do not work with these people. They're, um, it's a, basically the <clears throat> FSFW is a Philip Morris um, funded entity. Right. And they're almost, and the, their concern is that they're just going to use this as a as a platform to push their so they're their not products. independent. So. No, no, it sounds like that's what they're going to do. Is they're going to push things like the Icos has some Philip Morris as well, isn't it? Which is yeah. a heat not burn that's tobacco right. product, uh, and that's uh, ship packs. Ship, <laughs> basically a ship yeah. packs. Um, so yeah, they've uh, had some backlash on that. So did, so the, really did the World Health Organization publish that today? Did they? Um, I don't think they've published the letter. I think the people who've sent the letter to the World Health Organization have said, look, we've, we've done this because we don't like it. And I, I get it, like, it makes total sense. You don't want, um, do you really want big tobacco trying to lead the charge? So they're trying to create a credible organization that they can then be behind and lead. I mean, it's quite useful. If you had your own organization, it's uh, actually lead lobby then, isn't it? Yeah. But wasn't there, there was, it's the same sort of thing, wasn't it? The. Um, in America, you had the um, something to do with, with, with sugar, and it was actually I can't remember what, big sugar, big sugar, big candy. Yeah, and they were pushing, <laughs> they were pushing um, papers in like medical journals in America saying. Well, like, that was the one with the aspartamine. Yeah, they, they were the, they were the ones who funded the the research, or they, they they paid the I forget the doctor's name now, but he was massively debunked, and it's still a thing now that people still believe this aspartamine. You know, a story that came about in the 90s, was it the late 80s or the 90s, that was funded by Big Candy uh, <laughs> to make out that uh, saccharine and um, sugar free alternatives were cancer causing. Um, but we know that things like sugar is a, is a contributor to cancer. Uh, we know that certain, certain well, there's a number of products, I think, with them, most things probably can be linked to cancer at some stage. Probably. Um, these cups that we're drinking out of, watch out. But um, they were the ones who funded that article. The guy got uh, binned off by the British Medical Journal. Yeah, he was he was struck off as well actually as a as a as a doctor. Um, but they've they've go ahead a dodgy past. Mm. A lot of these do. It's you know it's always we, we know it's in the early days of vaping, didn't we? There was loads of these articles. And the question was, who funded this article? And it'd be some weird college in Middle America somewhere that no one had ever really heard of. That, um, that backed the report, and it would usually then you'd find the yeah. train was from an organisation that was funded by you know a smoking cigarette company or by a pharmaceutical company. Uh, so, a good example was you talking about these, you know, how these stories get spun as well. There was we did the popcorn lung thing. Yeah. The popcorn lung was in the, we had a crazy week for, for articles actually in the press. But, you know, been great content and knockout videos. But um, that popcorn lung thing, for example, that come about. Um, Harvard in 2015 said, oh. Diacetyl causes, you know, can cause this, can potentially cause popcorn lung. The same article didn't link it to e-cigarettes as well. It was then taken from that. And I can't think of the life of me now which organisation did it, but the media then ran the story and said, oh, well, diacetyl's found an e-liquid. That's mm. a great story. Someone's obviously made that link somewhere. I don't know which organisation made the link from that Harvard research. The Harvard research itself, going back to the popcorn lung, said we're talking 10,000 man hours. Um, was it 10,000 10, man hours to get popcorn lung or 10,000 man years in it was the, crazy in the it was, factory it was, yeah, yeah it was like less than 2% had picked up a respiratory yeah. illness of which only a small percentage of those had it in any particular chronic way you know, there's, a, there's a spectrum of that yeah. um, and regarding cigarettes which have got 300 to 700% more diastole in than, than, than an e-cigarette liquid that had diastole in 
that has been shown to not be enough diacetyl, even with long-term smoking, to cause popcorn lung. It just seems crazy. It seems like every year, at least once, this diacetyl popcorn lung story gets regurgitated. And this is something that was dealt with. Like The first time it came out, everyone was like, okay. And to be honest, even though there was really no evidence to suggest that it is actually going to damage you in, in the microscopic quantities that um, anybody would ever consume it in, the industry was like, okay, fine. Let's get rid of it then. And then you saw big flavour houses like um, Capella launch their V2 range and it completely got rid of all of those those things but still still keeps sort of coming back and you look at the all of the um, all the products that go through TPD testing the actual restrictions are so tight and the, the tolerances of like you can have a um, a, fl- a flavouring that is that is safe but then you put it over that there's like a tiny threshold you increase it by the smallest amount and then it fails the the, the testing that the TPD goes through but it's it, it just seems every year we're going to have the, and I'm sure we'll probably talk about it next year, where the story makes around again. Could you imagine no if you could, evidence. You could say, look, guys, we've, we've debunked popcorn lung. We've debunked uh, nicotine e-liquid. Yeah. We've debunked um, half of these things. Can you stop talking about them? There'll be nothing in the papers to talk about. Yeah. So, but, oh, okay. But that's that. That's all right. You can walk through. It's fine. We like it. It makes it much more uh, lifelike to have people come through. <laughs> cool. And then so that leaves us with uh, interview with Fahim. Yeah. Yeah, we've got um, so the podcast with Fahim, uh, we tacked onto this video. I don't know how our team are going to do it, but um, interesting story. Interesting yeah, really good. It's, it's nice speaking to these companies and finding out how yeah. they started their business. I like that. I think uh, so the, the quote you used was from a, from a side hustle, to, from a hobby to a side hustle to a multi-million business. They've done really well. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it's, um, their, their idea is all about love, doing things with love, talking about core values and things. So if you want to find out how uh, those guys set up their business and what their story is, check out the podcast. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's nice to, everyone's got their own story. Yeah. Um, and for, for the vaping industry, a lot of people's story is the same story. You know, they, I used to vape and I uh, yeah. that, so. Just a hobby. But so, yeah, IVG also available on Vapor Juice Lifestyle. Yeah, it's cool. Good plug. So I'm going to end this uh, yeah. podcast now. We've all put there of my, uh, my video, man. It will go in now. I've been showing a sign. Don't know what I mean. That's, that's, where the, that's where IVG will be inserted when you're talking about there. So I don't know if you want to throw any yeah, quick little announcements. Right. Yeah, quick announcements. That's where we go into okay. it. Okay. That's what I was trying to say. All right. Um, we can end it. You guys didn't look at me earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Um, and also IVG get involved very much in the esports uh, charity campaign it did they've yeah. sent loads of prizes so and there'll be tons of stuff for you guys to get hold of Check that's out. really cool stuff yeah the, uh, we'll put the link up it's the esports charity raffle so if you're a consumer or you're in the industry and you want to do something good check out our link it'll be tagged on the screen now click that and you can get involved in the raffle we've got CBD raffles DNA mod raffles all sorts of things and IVG liquids doozy liquids greenies south coast clouds tons of stuff uh, dinner lady uh, SBC pink label shed loads of stuff so thanks yeah. for watching I hope you found this interesting and subscribe to us in the link below and we'll be we'll join you next week for another Common Cattle podcast Lovely. Spatter's camera. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been uh, we've been told as well. You know, that Freddie never says goodbye properly. So oh, uh, I'm sorry. Get yourself ready for this, Freddie. Do, do that again. Get yourself really. Get yourself pumped. I'm so. Oh, stretch it's out. Gonna be, yeah. It's gonna be the goodbye of a lifetime. I'm, oh, really, I'm okay. feeling this one. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from Fred. Goodbye. You, you can do that. Goodbye. Cheers for watching.